All right, welcome to a new episode of Guys Who Law. Episode, what is it, twenty three at this point? When do we give up count? Yeah, when we start, when you you count only at the beginning, I guess, when you're first starting a podcast. But yeah, I mean, do we want to be eventually like episode one thirty seven? Wouldn't say that. So it seems like we've been doing this forever. Well, we should just make up the number then. Yeah. Ah, uh, we've been on for ten years, <laughs> even before podcasts existed. <laughs> Episode 1000, our centennial episode, we're very excited. Yeah, this is a big moment for us. Um, we had a big episode last week. Uh, if you didn't tune in, we had both of our, our fathers on the episode. Our uh, fajas. Our, our fajas. We spoke a little bit about Trump, spoke about some family. Um, really good episode, Just so check it out if you didn't get the chance to listen to it. Uh, but today, we uh, it's just the two of us. You only, you only got me and Jesse here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, you're going to have uh, back to us. Back to the originals. Sorry to disappoint, um, but we got a big episode today. Um, a few different topics. Um, first, uh, there was a story that came out last week in New York where a uh, mother was uh, separated from her son um, while she was waiting in the uh, Human Resources Administration office in Brooklyn, and there wasn't a chair for her. She was sitting on the floor. We'll get into the details, but basically there was a whole scene where the police uh, pulled the child away. Uh, then uh, Jesse's going to speak about uh, some controversy that's going on at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some some colleges and uh, excuse me, some fraternities and sororities are suing Harvard because they're saying they're being unfairly treated because they're same sex insti- same sex organizations. Can you imagine being in a fraternity and a, or a sorority or even a choir, an all male choir, an all female choir, or uh, and being discriminated against by the institution? Why do you think that's happening? We'll see you later. And then we got two crazy stories or, or, or crazy laws that we're going to touch on quickly. Uh, there was a shoplifter who who stole something after he was interviewing at a Kohl's. Bad interview. Stole something at Kohl's. Stole something at, at where the interview was. That's like getting a job interview at Nathan's and stealing some hot dogs. Listen, he's got to have some courage to do that. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll dive into that. And then... For the crazy laws of the week, we're going to take a look at some laws in Denmark that prevent you from naming your baby uh, certain names. Yeah. Um, very, very, very strict, but we'll, we'll dive into Classic it. Classic Denmark. <laughs> but first, let's talk about the uh, arrest that happened last week in Brooklyn. Uh, last Friday, Jasmine Headley was sitting on the floor of, a, of, the, of the Human Resources Administration office in Brooklyn with her one-year-old son in her lap, waiting over four hours for a daycare voucher so she could work as a cleaner. Uh, no chairs were available in the, in, in the office, so she was sitting on the floor uh, since she didn't really have another option. She was sitting with her kid on her lap. At, uh, at some point, security officer, officers came over and told uh, Ms. Headley to stand up. A verbal dispute followed, followed by the cops coming in and uh, and asking her to leave. Uh, witnesses recorded this incident, incident, and if you haven't seen the video already, already, I encourage you to search on YouTube and and see it for yourselves. Uh, basically, the cops came in, asked her to leave. A whole big fight ensued. Um, she was uh, the the police had to come in and grab the child from her arms uh, very aggressively if you watch the video um, and and Miss Headley was arrested and sent for to Rikers Island for obstruction of governmental administration trespassing and acting in a manner injurious to a trial uh, injurious, injurious to a to a child excuse me uh, apparently she was resisting arrest and 
she would not leave. Um, so since then, um, this video has come to light. Uh, it's been all over the news, especially in New York, if you live in New York. And uh, Miss Headley has been released from Rikers Island, and all charges against her have been dropped. Uh, the Brooklyn DA, Eric Gonzalez, came out and blamed the incident on the uh, New York City uh, Human Resources Administration uh, officers, um, saying that they escalated the situation too much and um, you know, this wasn't an, an emergency situation where they needed to act like that. So, Jesse, did you see the video? video is atrocious. Atrocious. How could you grab a baby from a mother? That is instinctive. This is something, like, you do not mess with a mother's baby. You try to grab that baby from her, and for what reason? Because she's sitting on the floor for four hours in that building? That's their fault. She did nothing wrong. Yeah, there was there was no chair there. If there was no chair, like, what would you do? I, I would sit down, too. I don't care if she was committing a robbery. I'd hold my baby. You don't take the baby away from me. Yeah, this, this is absolutely ridiculous, and I feel like these days— Cops, you know, are, are aware that these situations happen, that everybody has a camera, and they should be m even more careful of how they are, you know, in interacting with people, especially when a child's involved. Um, do you think that changes people's behavior, though? Like, in general, do you think people are like, you know what, I'm not going to say something, I'm not going to do something, because the minute I do, it's going to, people have a million cameras, it'll be put on social media, I'll get in trouble. I think it's changed people's behavior a lot. I, th I think it does, too. I mean, that's why more... Um, uh, police units these days have the body cams yeah. on them, or like the car dash cams, um, which is a good thing. I th which I, th I think is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it may not be exactly for that reason. Sometimes it's just so they can document the evidence better. But I think it definitely has an effect on the behavior. Maybe not for everybody, but um, you're certainly aware that what you're doing could be, uh, you know, public knowledge an hour later. But I always wonder if you're in the middle of a situation, are you thinking about the fact that you might be recorded, or are you so in the moment? That's it. Well, I think in this situation, those cops were probably in the moment. Maybe they were thinking about their safety. Did they think she was a danger to the baby? I don't understand what the rationale was. I don't know. It's hard to, to know what was going through their heads at that time. But I, I assume, and this wasn't captured on at least the videos that I've seen, that there was a heated argument that ensued. Yeah. She was probably refusing to leave and the saying that she did. I was trying to sit in the chair, blah, 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 and uh, causing a scene, I'm sure. Um, and they didn't want a scene to happen, so they tried to, to put it to rest very, very quickly. The only thing I could imagine is if, they, if things were getting aggressive and they were worried she might do something to the baby, she might drop the baby, you know, that might be what they thought, like they were trying to protect the baby, but you don't grab, if that's your goal, you're going to grab the child aggressively like a football? Like that's the answer to this? But I don't even understand, like, what do they think she—they charged her for endangerment of a child, so they obviously did think that there was something that she was doing that was dangerous right. to the baby. Um, I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, we weren't in the proceedings that happened, so— um, Ma'am, put the baby down. <laughs> yeah, but she was sent to Rikers Island, too. Yeah, why Rikers Island? I thought Rikers Island was only the most serious of criminals, like the Batman rogues gallery, that's the Arkham exact, Asylum. That's the exact thing I was thinking of. <laughs> right? I was like, this, for some reason, every time I hear Rikers Island, I think of Batman. Yeah, it's like Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Joker or Two-Face over there. But it's probably not that even at all. It's a, it's a legitimate prison. But you don't right. want to mess around in Rikers Island. No, but, but yeah, it's a it's an actual prison though. I think that, that it's the closest prison to New York City. Is it? It's it's where? How, where is it it's exactly? It's in the Bronx, I believe. But it's on an, it's in the water. What the like? Where is it? 
I, I like, I'm guessing the Hudson and so you can't movies, escape yeah. from it because like if you try to escape you like Alcatraz. Well, <laughs> well, what was that movie Carlito's Way when they try to get that guy to escape? Is he from Rikers or Alcatraz? I don't remember. It didn't work out so well for him. No. Well, he escaped from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. He he escaped oh. from Alcatraz. You know, it was a good movie, The Rock. <laughs> what, what what's The Rock? What? What's The Rock? Are you serious? Is that is that a stupid question? You don't know what The Rock is with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery? No. I, mean, I think I might have um, seen clips of wh- it before. What is going on? Yeah. Are you serious? I haven't seen that. Um, Nicolas Cage's finest film <laughs> in years. It's a classic. Wait, how old am I? Am uh, I- Amba, have you seen The Rock? Nobody All knows right. this? Oh, okay. I think there's a lot of people who are listening to the podcast outraged at you right now because it is a classic. <laughs> What's better than Nicolas Cage? Putting it with Sean Connery. Yeah. I mean, Older listen, Sean Connery. I, I like Con Air. I like, I'm a big Nick Cage fan. I, yeah. like, I like Ghost Rider. Um, no, you don't. I do like Ghost really? Rider. Really? Actually, I've seen it about 100 times. The first one? Yeah, and the second one, yeah. Was it a slow day? Slow day? It's, it, nothing else? It's, it's like so bad that it's good. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it seemed a little too much that they sent her to Rikers Island. She, you know, th- this would be something that I think you'd be held in like the police... Uh, a station ch- cell or yeah. something for, um, until I, until they bring you to a hearing. Everything they did was excessive here, um, and they obviously realized that. And you know, this, they, I, I wonder if they honestly just did this because they needed to. Um, they were being attacked from a PR angle, or if they actually thought that something went wrong here. The DA was like, "This was not. Um, there's no way. There's no pursuit of justice. There's no interest in for the community of me pressing charges here. There's nothing." Yeah, he said. Um, he said, "Like everyone, this is a quote from Brooklyn DA Eric Gonzalez." He said, like everyone who watched the arrest of Jasmine Headley, I was horrified uh, I, I was horrified by the violence depicted in the video and immediately, immediately opened an investigation in this case. It is clear to me that this incident should have been handled differently. An HRA officer has escalated the situation as Miss Headley was about to leave the, the premises, creating an awful scenario of a, ba- a baby being torn uh, from, from his mother. Yeah, he threw the HRA under the bus, said it was their fault. He threw, yeah, he, I guess he had to throw somebody under the bus here. Yeah, I mean, there's only, there's someone to blame for this. This doesn't just happen by mistake. Someone's at fault here. Yeah, and then they, so they let her out. Now she's she's yeah. free. She's back with her child. Um, she could probably sue. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if she's going to sue civilly. For emotional distress. I mean, she's put in jail. The baby's taken away from her violently. She could probably have a good case. Yeah, um... Yeah, know. I'm wondering. Selino and Barnes. Selino attorneys. <laughs> well, we're doing some free advertising for them right now. Yeah, are we allowed to do that? I don't know. I mean, we're allowed, but yeah. no free ads. No, no. free ads. <laughs> Take it back. You gotta pay us for that one. <laughs> also, this has become a, a really bad trend lately that women of color have been se- severely mistreated by by cops all over the United States. There's been really bad instances of it happening, and and this is just another example of 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 uh, you know potential mis- you know cops targeting uh, uh, you know someone because of their race like, you know we don't know if that's mm-hmm. the reason but yeah. um, it brings up those issues. Yeah. I, I wonder if they would have done that if there was a, a white woman yeah. sitting down there the same way for sitting for four hours and complaining. I don't know, and yeah. it, that's a really again that's the beauty of capturing all of this with cell phones, body cam footage. There's no hiding anymore any of this behavior. We cover so many trials on law and crime about. Uh, police misconduct and excessive use of force. And I, I'm all for the police department, but when you are abusing your power, you're going to be held accountable. Anyway, crazy story. 
Yeah, crazy story. Um, you know, these these things happen often these days, though. So you imagine the PR nightmare if they continued to press charges. Yeah, I mean the protest. They they knew they, they knew they had to drop the charges, but I wonder if she's going to bring a civil suit against the city. I don't know. We'll I, see. Amba, did you see anything about that? No, nothing yet. Maybe right. we'll it's still it's still it's still uh, soon after, so we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's rate this one. Um, I'm going to rate this one a six and I'll tell you why I think it's important in the sense that everything you do can be captured on tape. Anything you say can be captured, recorded, played back, sent for the whole world to see. It's very different than it was 20 years ago. And, uh, it's also like, don't mess with a mother and his, and her baby. That's it. Don't mess with a mama bear and a baby cub. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you know I'll give it I'll give it a a six point five and I and for the same reasons um, you know even if you aren't in the wrong legally you, you know everything if you do something that that seems off somebody's gonna probably record it and it's gonna get <laughs> out there and then you're gonna seem like an asshole to the world so I'm just gonna record you now and see what you're <laughs> you got to be very cognizant of what you're doing that's that's a good lesson for everybody listening Seriously, yeah anybody you yeah. know. Um, don't put stuff in writing that you don't want people to see. Everybody has a camera these days. Yeah. Anywhere you are, anywhere, yeah. somebody somebody could record you. You know what I thought recently is people try to be so clever or too direct on dating apps. What prevents that person from taking a screenshot and posting it for the world to see? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you try to be a normal person. Yep, be a normal right. person. You don't want to get in trouble. Um, all right, next story. Yeah, let's go. So there is a lot of controversy happening in Harvard, but I think it really does apply to every university. Listen to this. Four sororities and two fraternities from Harvard have filed a lawsuit against the school because of a rule that was implemented back in 2016 that discourages, doesn't ban, discourages students from joining single-sex clubs. Those are fraternities, sororities, all male or female choirs, anything that's one single-sex. They argue that the rule discriminates against students based on their sex, and it spreads negative stereotypes of students that want to join single-sex clubs. Students who join single-sex clubs at Harvard are prohibited from taking on leadership roles at campus or sports teams, and Harvard refuses to endorse those students for for prestigious fellowships. Now, this rule was first implemented in order to curb, you ready for this, secretive all male clubs called final clubs, which is basically a f- another word for fraternity. It's a it's a pretentious word that Harvard uses to call their fraternities. I am in order of the phoenix. <laughs> My gosh, final club? Jeez. What is this? Like the social network? Yeah. Anyway, there was a 2016 report by the school that accused these clubs of having deeply misogynistic attitudes, and it tied them to problems with sexual assaults because they're all male clubs. The rule also applies to other single-sex groups, though. I mentioned that, like choir groups. So it's not just fraternities. Students reportedly have been afraid to mention their association with these groups in law school interviews because of the culture of fear around them. So basically, you you can still be a part of these organizations, but they're not putting it on their applications because it looks bad now. It looks, oh, you're part of a fraternity? You must be a rapist. Now, um, what's said is that the federal suit against Harvard, this is the, the legal aspect of it, It says that the school's policy violates the 1972 law known as Title IX, and that forbids discrimination based on sex in schools that receive federal funding. The suit says that Harvard's policy singles out men and women for punishment 
because of their sex and because of the sex of those that they associate with. It also says the rule is rooted in stereotypes about men and women. And this new rule is a potential harm for women's clubs that celebrate diversity and give many women a safe space in the Me Too era. It's not just about men, but women, they're saying, should be allowed to congregate with other women. Now, I, when I first heard this, I think I was shocked. I didn't even know that there was a rule in Harvard that did this. No, I was shocked too. I mean, I would... I, I honestly don't even understand why this happened. I hope that they that they win this lawsuit and talk about a PC culture. This seems like the ultimate PC, you know, the PC police thing Look, out there. We'll get into a minute about the idea of classifying all male groups as breeding rapists yeah. in the second. But just think about the importance that it is to congregate with people of the same sex. Like, you have the same issues. It's going to be hard for you to talk about issues in a co-ed environment. And, and and that doesn't prevent you from joining other organizations that do have co-ed environments. But yeah. if you do want to be in an organization like a fraternity or sorority at Harvard, they call those finals clubs, basically the same thing. You know, what's stopping you? Live, you also like are living with those people too, most of the times in like a fraternity or sorority. Yeah. So it, it would be, you know, most of the times you're not living with people like in the same room as you that are the opposite sex in college. Yeah, because if you make these co-ed institutions where they're all living together, you don't see the problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and a lot of these, a lot of these uh, students probably do want, you know, some of them do want to have leadership positions in the school, and this is pre- preventing them from doing that. Fellowship and, programs, leadership positions. This is a big penalty because you, why you wanted to, be, and I love that they're Harvard's like, oh, uh, we're not. We want to make sure this is equally based. So it's not just fraternities. But sororities too. Yeah, it seemed like they but thought. Let's blame the fraternities. It seemed like they thought fraternities were the problem, and then just so it seemed fair, they also, at, you know, outlawed uh, female, con- you know, con- congregations too. How did they have this meeting? Like, where was this meeting? Where and who decided this? We're like, oh, we got a great idea, great idea. Listen, I think it's. It seems like it stemmed from the um, the problem that they thought that these fraternities were promoting a rape culture. Um, that seems where it stems from, right? Well, look, let's be completely honest. Yeah. Fraternities, most of the ones I've known, yes, they're misogynistic. That's okay. They talk away, they talk about women, the way that they talk about other groups. It can definitely be that. I see it. Does it also create a culture where you invite girls over and you want to get them intoxicated? I've seen that happen a lot. So there's an argument to be made. But I think it's very unfair to classify every fraternity like that. And I think it's also unfair to say that you want to ban the instrument that could contribute in some way to a bad product. So if you want to say that fraternities contribute to a rape culture, then ban violent video games, ban every movie, ban everything that has the potential of creating violence or sexual assault. I, I 100% believe that, that there needs to be maybe a change in fraternal organizations, if you want to combat this, maybe the way that it's handled. And we see this a lot with, you know, if you do something wrong on your campus as a fraternity, you can get kicked off. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it is. But to ban it and just stereotype them as, oh, it fosters sexual assault, that's not fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is really the most effective method of, of preventing that sort of culture, which I understand, you know, happens sometimes. Um, but... I think we've also progressed in a way where that, you know, that culture has, um, 
you know, decreased because people are more likely to come out these days and talk about things that happen in those environments. And those those fraternities or whoever it is are are held more accountable um, because those kind of stories are getting out more. Yeah. Um, so um, you, putting in harsher uh, penalties and uh, punishments for uh, those kind of situations happening in organizations and fraternities, I think that makes total sense. Um, but banning something outright because some some instances of those organizations um, cause you know are causing really significant issues, I don't know if that means that they should ban it for everybody. No, and somebody who decides to to sexually assault someone, that decision in my. Uh, my belief is that that is a decision that's made a collection of their life experience, their upbringing, the choices they've made, the situation. That's just that who that person is. You want to say it's maybe contributed by a fraternity culture? Maybe. But to ban to not ban it, but to to penalize everybody that wants to be a part of that is really a problem because there's benefits to sororities and fraternities. First of all, you go to college, you don't know anybody. You really don't. It gives you a group of friends. It gives you a base, people to hang out with, to be social. And then in that Greek life, you meet other people. You meet, it expands, it expands. I'm not just talking about Greek life. Look at the choir group. Mm. Let's say I was an amazing singer, which I am. (laughs) (laughs) He is, obviously. Great singer. If I was like, okay, I'm going to Harvard, first of all, genius, going to Harvard. Um, Yeah, this is why I didn't go to Harvard, guys. Yeah, no. through safety school. Safety. My <laughs> safety. MIT, Harvard. No. So I was like, okay, I want to be part of a group. Um, I'm 17 years old, going to college, don't really know anybody. Maybe I'm a little nervous in, in front of other girls. Maybe I want to just – all I've ever known is my choir group, and maybe I, it's what the first organization I want to join. And now I can't, and it's mixed – it's co-ed, which could be a great thing. But at the same time, like, I'll give you one more example. I had a friend who came out in college. He was in our fraternity. Very difficult for him to come out. He came out in stages and told each one of our friends at a different time. It would have been very different if it was a co-ed organization. He, his friends were, he, it was something where he needed to speak to his male friends about, and he had female friends as well, but the, he he lived with all of us. It was something important for him moving on in his life to tell all of his close male friends together in the house. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, also, this doesn't just apply to fraternities, too. Like, in your example that you were talking about, like, a choir group, like, the, this applies to choir groups on the Harvard campus, too. If you're an all-male or all-female choir group, you no longer can participate in leadership activities at the school. Yeah. The the groups don't receive funding. So it's not just fraternities. If you are part of Rocketry Club, that's all male or female, or you're part of like um, uh, a political organization that's all female or male, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of pros of of being in organizations that are same sex. Like, you know, you know, your your friend was more comfortable in that situation than he went through. Uh, And there are cons also. But, you know. Of everything that there's, there's a pro and con of it, so. and and the sororities too. Look, I, it's not our place to say it, but I would say that you know one of one of the critiques that we not one of the critiques of this policy is women have said, look, sororities are a safe haven for us. Do you think it would be the same kind of safe haven if it was 
men there too in this organization living? It, maybe, I don't, it wouldn't. maybe I don't mean, but I don't think that's the argument that even needs to be made. Like it, it might be or it might not be, but people should have the choice of what right. they want to do. Right. I, I don't know the answer. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But um, to like eliminate that choice for people and not let them participate in activities that can help their careers, help their resume, etc. Um, that seems like the ridiculous part to me. Yeah. Do you think it would spread to other campuses, or is this like the model? Oh, look what just happened at Harvard. Yeah, I think it's very dangerous that Harvard is the one that's spearheading this right. because, like, you would think that they're like the thought leaders of the country. Facebook started at Harvard. Yeah. Well, he dropped. He dropped out. Maybe he was. Too... <laughs> I don't know. Well, this Maybe happened was... what two years ago. Two yeah, years but ago, it was this policy. Yeah. But it's been going on for two years. No. And they just well, they just sued recently, I guess. Yeah, but if it it'll probably it would spread to outside of universities too. I guess yeah. I mean inclusion's great, but I think there's times that you just need to be you need to be with guys, you need to be with girls. Or you just need to have the choice to do that. Like yeah. you don't have to do that either. You can Don't penalize us. Um but I don't know. you know, I, it who might, wants a leadership I, position in Harvard anyway? It might spread like colleges have become so politically correct these days. Um, and there are a lot of issues in our country and, you know, sometimes that they approach it in a more extreme way than people are used to. You think political correctness is a good thing or a bad thing? I, you know, I think it's like a double-edged sword kind of, um, there's a sense of civility maybe that it, it helps promote, but I think when things are so varnished and like, you can't say what's on your mind, no. then you don't accomplish anything. So as, as you can probably tell, Jesse and I, I would say, probably edge on the side of non-political correctness based on, ha- on how we speak in our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but not but, terrible. Not terrible. But, I, you know, I, I think things still need to be civil. Um, yeah, of course. And, and, and that there are certain like terms that probably aren't accepted anymore that, you know, are racist or, or homophobic, do, et cetera. Do you think it's more the statements made or what's the intention behind it? Because um, now in today's day and age, whatever you say or do – that's what you're judged by. It's not really the intent behind it. I would like to think it's the you know the intentions the the more important part, but you know the counter argument to that is that you know even if that wasn't your intention, you're putting that word like the way you're saying something out into the world. Like other people are going to hear that and think it's okay if they say it that way, and or they might start feeling that way. So I'm this I'm not saying it. This, it was funny. I was listening to Roseanne on Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you ask me. I'm pretty sure she knew when she compared um, what was her name, uh, Valerie Jarrett, and she called and she called her an ape. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. Right. But what she said to Joe Rogan, I thought this was interesting. She goes, "Where I grew up years ago, one of the terms you would always describe, like if you wanted to call a woman a man, you would say, oh, she's like an ape, like ape, like that was a term that they used. It had nothing to do with race, but just to describe man. Yeah, I don't and know if she's like, or not, but. Yeah. No, I, I don't think so either. But I, th- I played devil's advocate. I was like, okay, let's say, for example, she really just meant it in that term to describe men. Do you think, like, is that fair? I mean, should she have known better? What, is she innocent in this? My personal opinion, she knew exactly what she was saying. Yeah, I think and, there's a certain like yeah. line that you can cross, like, I think people should be able to like talk shit about someone publicly, but it's harder now. But 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 like there's a line that you can't cross to where it becomes like too uh, malicious. I know. Um, too inappropriate. And also uh, who the target is. You can say whatever you want about Trump, but you can't say anything you want about someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's always it depends on the person, you know. Um, so I think you just got to be careful more than ever. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I I don't I for in her situation, it, 
it, it, it, it was not taken the right way. No, and she was in, I mean, and then she blamed Ambien, which is a whole ridiculous kind of thing. Yeah, you Ambien, shouldn't be tweeting when you're. Ambien you know. usually just cook feasts and stuff while you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the side effects, you know. I just think people try to be too funny. I mean, she's a comedian. That's what her job. But I think you have to be careful. You just got to be careful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also, if she meant it in the way that it, that it came off, oh, that, that, that's a problem in itself. Of course. So, I, and that's what I think she meant. Yeah. That's what I think she meant. She so, could have described a million different ways, whatever she wanted, the point she wanted to get out. To make that comparison, Roseanne, I think we all know what you were what you were doing there. Yeah. Roseanne. Is that the song? That's no, Roxanne. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, let's rate this one, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to rate this high. I'm going to rate this high. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What are you going? You go first. I'm going to write this a 8.4. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Let's put yours out there first. 8.6. Oh, see, see that's yeah. the problem going first. <laughs> um, this is a story that I haven't heard recently, you know? Yeah. This is a little different. Um, it's Harvard, too. I like to think they're the, the beacon th- of education. I, think, I, like, I like to think they're the beacon of education or a country. I think they went overboard here. Mm-hmm. Um, I see what they were trying to, to combat, but... Um, I think it's more dangerous what they're doing than what they're actually combating. I think there's different ways about going about it. I think the intention was noble. The execution was horrible. It's not going to have a good effect. And I think it speaks larger, largely more to the pol- political correctness conversation that we're having right now. Yeah, I think that's why it's happening too. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on to our two less serious topics. Yeah. Um, so big shoplifting case in Florida that huge. happened recently. Huge, huge case. A uh, Florida man who had just finished finished a job interview at Kohl's ended up leaving in handcuffs after after trying to swipe a few pairs of shoes. After leaving the Human Resources Office, uh, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office said Breedlove, that was his name, spotted spotted two pairs of Nike shoes without security tags in the store. Uh, authority says he grabbed a coal shopping bag from a previous purchase out of his car and put both pairs of shoes in his bag and tried to leave the building. So basically, he had an interview. It may or might, may not have gone well. It sounds like it did not go well. And he saw some shoes that didn't have a tag on it, and he took them. You know, <laughs> so if he, if, he, if he got the job, then what is this? Yes, I get my perks already. I'm going to steal something. And if he didn't get the job, screw it. Let me grab the. Let me grab something. You think the shoes fit though? Because he like just spotted a pair of shoes without a security tag. But did he check the size? I don't know. <laughs> did he check? Is they might be like seven and a half. He might be ten. I I would hope he che- he checked the size and was like, oh, I <laughs> I work here now. Uh, let me let me check the size and then just ran off with them. That that would have actually probably been a, a smart way of going about it. Just saying, oh, I just got hired. Yeah, they, they, yeah, told, yeah. they told me to take these off a rack and check them. Yeah, they told me to test this. Uh, they told me to take this and this and this. I, I, I would have loved, like, if I was interviewing at Whole Foods, I would just grab a rotisserie chicken <laughs> and run. I'd make a beeline. Yeah, they told me to grab some rotisserie chicken, some hummus. <laughs> what, what are you, what's your chocolate cake situation? Some, some prime rib. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I, uh, he got, this guy's got courage. Guy's got something. Maybe he didn't get the job. Then they're like, whoa. This guy's bold. We could use a man just like this in our organization. How do they? I guess they caught him on camera. We, we don't. We don't know those details. But clearly, he doesn't know too much about the Coles operation because it's all on yeah. camera. So, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if someone like chased him down when he was yeah. grabbing these. They might have just saw that they were missing and mm, saw it on, saw it on camera. I think they saw him. I they think saw, they, they saw him do it. 
Imagine if the best would have been the best would be like their interview. Like they he finishes the interview and then they're considering him. They're having a meeting. They're like, yeah, he seemed really good. I liked his reference. Oh, he can we can we just rewind that tape? Did he just did he just steal from us? Like they're yeah they're talking about how good he is and then yeah. they, and then and then they like somebody comes in. They're like, oh, the guy you just interviewed. Yeah. Stole your stuff. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I would have loved if I got a job interview at Blockbuster back in the day. Oh, that would have been the best job to have. Oh, that would not, have been great. Not, I guess now it doesn't mean much, but did you, I went to Blockbuster all the time. I, I used to go to Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Going to Blockbuster on Friday night oh, when you were great. in like elementary school, middle school was the best. It was like going to the club. You remember the pullout thing that you put your tapes back in? Like, it's like a mailbox? You couldn't be late. Yeah. You couldn't be late? You couldn't be late. No. Yeah. I always was worried. Like, what would happen? Yeah, Amba, did you ever go to Blockbuster? You did? Really? Okay. I thought I didn't know if it was after your time. Yeah, but. it was pre your time. <laughs> I remember Blockbuster just being such an amazing place. You get, you go there, you look at the all selection. They always had like the new ones, and then they had like the old movies in like the weird section. Weird, of yeah. Because like right in the front, they had all those news, and then you saw like the evolution of the industry right before your eyes. You saw mm-hmm. like VHS, then when they had the DVDs yeah, come yeah. in, yep. and then some like Blu-ray eventually. Yep. Um, oh, I miss it a lot. I miss uh, it. I miss it too because then you got snacks and video yeah. games too. Let's not forget video games. Oh, they had snacks. They did have some snacks there, right? Of course, they had like movie theater snacks. But then they had video games too. You go in, oh, try yeah. a movie, uh, try a video game. You rent it. You bring it back. Yeah. It was just an amazing situation, and that's how I would spend most of my weekends. They really, they really blew it. This is a totally different conversation that we could probably speak about forever. But they like they could have been Netflix, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. I think there was also something nice about going there. Like yeah. it was, a, it was an activity. But now people wouldn't want to do that. They now just get just gets lazy. They want to yeah. Netflix and chill, whatever that is. Like watching a movie used to be more of an event if you're like renting a movie. Yeah. Now it's just I don't even know what it is anymore. The charm of movies has died. It really. I still love going to the movies. Yeah, I, I do too. Love it. I go alone sometimes. So do I. I love you because know, you're not speaking to anybody. I don't know. I, I, I think it's an amazing. I think yeah. it's a great experience to do. It's a communal experience. Even though you're not talking to people, you're you're experiencing something very emotional in a theater with other people. It is is it is the quintessential human experience. Do you clap? Oh, I, so I am. I'm basically like the movie soup Nazi. Oh, you don't like when anybody. I don't speaks. like when people make make a sound. Oh, you'd be the worst to go to a movie. I, 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 my personality turns. So if they're talking to each other, if they're laughing at things that I don't find funny, it's it's game over for me. <laughs> I wish things upon them that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. <laughs> See, I'm the type of person I won't clap, but I I welcome the clapping so much, like in big time blockbuster movies, that I actually yeah. tear up a little bit. <laughs> like I'm like. And my, my, my rule is start also, too, not when the movie starts. It starts previews. Oh, you – wait. Okay. Like the actual previews? Or are you talking about the commercials even before the previews? No, the actual previews. The like, welcome to Regal Cinemas. Because everybody during the previews thinks they're a movie aficionado. After every preview, oh, like, like that movie's not good. Oh my god, that looks so good! I need to see it. Oh, oh no, that that one does not look good at all. <laughs> like, when, when did you become like? <laughs> yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they showed too much. They yeah. showed too much. I saw the whole movie. Yeah. I saw the whole movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I'll wait for the review to come out. I don't need, I don't need your commentary. You fall asleep in the movies. If it's not a good movie, I will. I, I, I have that problem. Like I'm a little, I get a little sleepy sometimes. My but bro- I, I have to say, it's worth paying for the nap, though. It's it's, and theaters are getting even more comfortable. Yeah, I could. Sp- I love the movies. I could just spend so many time. Do you fall asleep? Uh, if <laughs> well, I see, okay, yes, you do. I was with you in a movie. I what won't movie? Na- I won't oh name. My. I won't name it. You were nodding off, <laughs> and it's like you can see me like just. 
Yeah. And I hit my head back and like I'm just dazing. You know the thing is, if you put me in a movie after nine o'clock start time, I'm out. Yeah, I, I you put me seven o'clock eight. I'm that's my wheelhouse. But nine o'clock, you're looking for trouble. You want to hear the lowest point that I probably got to in my in my movie life? Sure. So I think I was out like years ago. I was out with friends. Um, it was like twelve o'clock at night, and I was like, you were at a bar or something. And I was like, I, you know, I'm really not enjoying this. I want to I want to leave. So I buy a movie ticket. I go to the movies by myself for like a twelve thirty movie. Oh wow! And at that time, that's like a late movie. That's that's that's. Yeah. And it was at five minutes, and I'm out. You're out. You're Fall asleep. Burn, aren't you nervous, like waking up by yourself in the movie theater? Yeah, or a few other people, but I probably should have been more cognizant of that. Yeah. yeah, I went to see Black Panther later than everybody. Everybody had seen it. Everybody was. I, I was late to the game, okay. so I went to see it after I did a hit on the news. It was like eight thirty at night. I went to Times Square. Mm. I don't know if everybody's been to Times Square movie theater. And I don't know if everybody's been to the Times Square movie theater when it gets out at like midnight or mm-hmm. 1130. I, Andrew, in my all of my years, all of my 70 years on this earth, <laughs> I have never been that scared in my life. Why? It was raining outside. I leave and I'm waiting outside to get an Uber. The cast of characters outside the movie theater at Times Square <laughs> was so terrifying. I I thought, I said, this is it. This is the end of my life. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on. I felt like I was in Mad Max. Huh. Like, I was like, what? who are these? Like, wh- who are these people? Like, where are they in during the daylight? At least you got to see Black Panther. If that was I know. The end. I was disappointed. Yeah. It was, the hype was too much. It was a lot of hype. It's been nominated, though, for Golden Globes. Getting, you know, I mean, there were good parts to it, but it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Next next story. Yeah. Want me to do this The one? names, yeah. Let's talk about the names. So weird law. There's a weird law in Denmark that prevents parents from naming their babies anything that is not on a list of 30,000 approved names. Mm-hmm. Only laws. Only laws. <laughs> <laughs> the law apparently prevents parents from giving their kids embarrassing or offensive names. The names must indicate the gender and must follow Danish orthology. Parents have the freedom to choose a name outside of the pool, but they can only do this by applying to the government for approval of their desired names. And the parents must first take the name they wish to give their child for approval by the church. The church then forwards forwards those names to the government body for official approval. The body receives around 1,100 names for review each year, and 20% of those are rejected yearly. Wow. So I looked at some of the band names. Like, yeah, let's hear this. Apparently, you cannot name your child Ashley, but spelled A S H L E I Y or Jacob J A K O B P or Pluto or Monkey. These are four names that are definitely banned. Well, rightfully so, obviously. You you, you shouldn't use those names. Yeah. Uh, well, you didn't want to be known as Pluto? But maybe. I mean, you know. I, I couldn't, when I saw this, I couldn't believe that this was a, a real law. Well, I mean, what, look, I don't understand. I have trouble with names, as you well know. I do know that. Yeah. And I don't remember people unless they have <laughs> a pretty unique name. Now, I don't yeah. know a ton of Andrews. And Amba, I've never met an Amba before. I will never forget you. I will never <laughs> forget you. But when you get a John or a Bill or a Julie or yeah. a Stacy, I'm like. Maybe they should ban all generic names. See, that would be a good idea. Yeah, our names are pretty generic, though. You know what I was going to be named? What? Bartholomew. <laughs> I wouldn't have been hired here. We Bartholomew just... Weber up on Bart. 
Mm. Yeah. I have names that I hate. What's, your, hate. what's, what's the names that you hate? I, I wrote out a list. Yeah. I can't stand Oliver, yeah. Stephen, Gretchen, Gladys, Barry, Lars, or Beth. Well, oh, there's one on that list that you skipped over. What? That you, you put Apple on your list. Oh, I did put Apple. And you know who you know who Apple is? Yeah, it's the Gwyneth Paltrow baby. <laughs> I, I was just like, that is so pretentious. Yeah. You know, I, I skipped it over. I was gonna mention it, but yeah. What am I doing? Apple? You really gonna be considered for any legitimate position? How unless... does that come up? Like, how do you decide on a baby name like that? And know. now the president of the United States, Apple <laughs> Paltrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What would be your names that I don't like? Yeah. Mm. Constantinidis. Const- that's, I, is, that a, uh, is that a first name? Constance. I don't know. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't really name them. Um, Barbara? No. You don't like Barbara? I don't. Maybe I do. I don't know. But only if she's like forty-five to eighty. Um, like uh, Tim. I don't know. Mm, yeah, that doesn't really do anything for me. No. Mm, there's certain names that are awesome. Well, your middle name's a little unique. I do have a unique middle name. What, is, what does that come from? Cord. Cord, yeah. C-O-R-D. Yeah. My mom just liked the name. I think she saw it in a soap opera once and liked it. Okay. But, yeah, that was my... Uh, I was going to be... My dad wanted to name me Derek, but mm. I didn't like that name. Dad, Jesse's like, cool. I like Jesse. Yeah, Uncle Jesse. Do you like it? Yeah, I'm Uncle Je- I'm actually Uncle Jesse, uh, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. It's a great, uh, it's a great line. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's a good name. Do you yep. everybody, everybody, anybody ever call you Andy? Like one or two people, but not many. Have you murdered them since then? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it, but you, you know what Andrew actually means in Latin? Of course. It, it means it means manly man. It I'm, means what? Manly man. Really? I'm not kidding. Oh, it, it's, it's what it means in Latin. That's a, It's a good name. It's a very strong name. What's your middle yeah. name? Uh, Marsh. It's my mom's maiden name. I like that. Marsh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, fun fact, all the men in my family have the same middle name, and all the, the, all the women have the same middle Is name. Is that even allowed? Uh, no, we, we we like to live life dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you wouldn't be allowed in Denmark. Yeah, Marsh. Would. Yeah, that would be cool if that was your first name. Yeah, or you know, Marsh my last, Icebrook. My last oh. name is kind of hard hard to pronounce though. So. No, 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 no. Yeah. Marsh Icebrook. You, I don't even know what you could do with that. Yeah. You could be a rock star. You could be a scientist. Yeah. I don't even like if someone's like, I have a contact. He's very secret. He has all the information. <laughs> His name. Is Marsh Icebrook? <laughs> <laughs> so many nature, like nature, the smoking oh, gun. Yeah, so much nature. Mueller has all of his like oh, the the know. web of all the people, and at the center is Marsh Icebrook. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, can I call you Marsh from now on? Maybe. How do you spell that? M A R S H. Oh, I'm easy. You're done. Yeah. Andrew's now becoming your middle name. Yeah, you know, I've just renamed you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so we won't write this one but no. interesting story um but uh that's it for our episode this week tune in next week follow us at guys who law on instagram twitter facebook all the, all the social media and we'll be back thanks mm-hmm.